Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. This is the National Director of Operations 7. Um... We usually do Big Mama's House on Mama's Seven, okay? But um, before we go out today, I know that this is traditionally the 4th of July and all that other good stuff. But before we go out here, you know, shooting our little sparklers and doing all the other stuff we like to do um, in the name of family, you know, and I understand for a lot of people that the 4th of July is a day off for them, you know, Day off, opportunity to spend some time with family, but it's never that simple. It's not that easy, and we got to talk about the 4th of July and what it means to us as black people, okay? And we always got to take this angle, you know, what does it mean to you? Because what it means to you um, and how, the energy that you're putting into other people's rituals is ridiculous. I can't even get into how powerful we are as a people. And when we start lending our dollars to certain things and lending our energy and activity, you know, because we as black people, we don't stop a little bit. You know, we don't have a a little cookout. We have a big cookout. We got to have the music. We're spending money that we don't have on food. We got to get matching Fourth of July outfits. We got to. All of that is contributing to the energy that this country was founded on. But really, in the beginning, the middle, and the end, you have to understand you were never part of that celebration. You weren't part of their independence. You never have been. So maybe in another 20 years, when my children turn around and have this conversation about the 4th of July, it might actually be a different conversation. They might be able to say, hey, new policies have been put in place. We are now part of this country, not a hyphen. We are now getting to experience all the benefits of that. But right now, not so much. So, you know, I'm going to keep my Dr. King dream alive. And I'm a hope that we all can come together in, in, in the future with the children. But as for right now, we're not at that place, okay? And we have to be really, really real and honest about that. Um, I have known being second generation, everything, third generation, fourth generation, my people were very into everything that is uh, everything that is pro-black, Um I always saw there's a, uh, my mother has a framed plaque of Frederick Douglass's speech. And um, every year, no, every day I looked at the speech, I'm like, wow, you know, crying shame, he had to fight for some basic rights. And um, every year it gets more and more painful to look at how we are glossing over and just allowing 
the sacrifices that our ancestors have made for us to go brushed under the table. And so we can't afford to do that. We cannot allow the lessons that they learned to be forgotten. And so I want to talk about Frederick Douglass in his speech, okay? Uh, and everyone knows that Frederick Douglass was a social reformist and an abolitionist. I'm not here to debate his bedroom politics, nor this wife or that wife. I, no. I'm here to talk about the work that he did in raising attention for the newly freed slaves' challenges. This speech that he wrote that is circulating, oh, I've seen it a couple places on Facebook, but like I said, I, I had this in my house, in my home, was in 1952. This was before any of um, – this was before Juneteenth. This was before we could go and own our own barbecue grill. This was before all of that, you know. And we have to really begin to understand his message in that. And so I'm going to read a piece of it, and then, you know, I'm going to come back to it. It says, fellow citizens, pardon me, ask, allow me to ask why I'm called upon to speak here today. What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and the natural justice embodied in that declaration of independence extended to us? And am I therefore called upon to bring our humble offerings to the national altar and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulting from your independence to us. Okay, so basically, then what does your freedom have to do with me? We, he was still, he was born a slave. There was still slavery. How in the world am I supposed to celebrate this with you? Why am I here? And then one thing I have to point out that he said is he talked about the benefits. Am I now, you know, if I get to party with you, if I get to celebrate with you, do I also get the benefits of you? And are you calling on me to say, oh, how happy I am that you're now allowing me to be part of your great independence? I'm not independent. And so, you know, it's chilling to, to read the words because he's so matter of fact, which is why I, I've read many of his words. He's so matter of fact in pointing out there are two different Americas going on here. One that gets to celebrate the 4th of July and, and relish in all of the glory and, and relishing the benefits. And then there's another one that doesn't. And so, and I have this question. What about our ancestors that fought for the independence? Don't forget, whenever they needed us to fight, they would call on us. There were always um, African-American-only troops that would come and fight and lay their lives on the line. They were treated like small pawns in the whole strategic game. You know, they were very expendable and often had to sit and work and eat behind 
prisoners, meaning that, okay, in the ranking of eating, and the captain, captain, and then we have the soldiers, and then we have the the um, prisoners that were captured. And if anything was left over, then, then they fed them to the black soldiers. How in the world are you laying down your life? How does your life have value if you're eating behind what the prisoners leave left over? How does that happen? And then there's one point, you know, I got to bring into play here another piece of the speech. It goes, fellow citizens, above your national turbulent joy, I hear the mournful wail of millions chained, heavy and grievous yesterday are today rendered more intolerant by the jubilee sound shout that reached them. Okay. So I need you to understand. I, I got to put you in this time machine and take you back. Okay. You're happy and joyful, right? Because it's the 4th of July and you've won your independence and you had to fight and there was loss, you know, on both sides and you won your independence, Right. But he says, I can't hear you over the sounds of my own people hooting, hollering, in chains. Just yesterday and today. So he's like, how in the world can I be happy when I know just yesterday the sorrow of those chains and the misery and the people that had to die. So, you know, I kind of, this is a little personal for me. It's a little personal because I live in the country, and my backdoor neighbor has been celebrating the 4th of July for a week now, okay? Every night he's had at least an hour display of fireworks, of um, shooting, sparklers, this, that, every night at least an hour for a week this black man has been kicking it up and I'm frustrated because I'm like brother that party is not for you that party was at the expense of you and those like you they're not talking to you they're talking around you. You happen to be hearing their joyful sound. But that's not yours. This is not your celebration. This is not your independence. This is theirs. And they will remind you of such. Right now, all African Americans should be on high alert due to the fact that we have some hate groups that are looking for some easy targets to make examples of over this weekend. So that's how they're choosing to spend their independence, by looking for people to take advantage of. And you think this is cause for celebration? You think this is cause for spending your money? You think this is a cause for expending the resources of bullets? Do you really think that this is that cause? 
So we have to really be cautious about how we are contributing to the 4th of July. We can't contribute to the 4th of July. We we have to go about this differently. I want to, um, you know, when, when speaking about understanding a lot of the trauma and drama that occurs, I want to share um, my Harriet Tubman tribute. Uh, I did a Harriet, Trib- Harriet Tubman um, basically spoken word. It took about 20 minutes, which is a long time. And um, it's, a, it's a poem. I did it in full dress and tattered gloves, and it, it was it was full experience with Harriet Tubman. And I did that um, at the museum, at the Tubman Museum down in Macon, and March 10th was made Harriet Tubman Day for the city of Macon, and I worked in Atlanta. It was a really good experience. I got to travel, and I got to educate a lot of children as to kind of the mindset of this great woman, right? And so as I'm going through and I'm doing all this writing and memorizing and writing and memorizing, the first thing I had to learn was how not to cry in the middle of this, how not to take all of the punishment and the absolute tortures. They didn't start treating slaves badly at what was the age of consent, 16? No. This started at five and six, and you're old enough to go check on um, this bait trap, you know. This this is started at, you know, eight, when you're old enough to carry a tea tray. You know, it, it started very young. And so the knowledge of slavery in the work was known since birth, but you were actually put to work starting at as young as five and six. If you could carry something, you did, and that was the work. And so, you know, that was something that I learned going through this process is that slavery did not start at 15 or 16. Slavery started at five and at six. And so as I'm going through this and I'm I'm learning all the atrocities that they put this child through, like all the other children that they put through, I I had to really learn first how to check my own emotions. And then I it, it took me it took me half the time to learn how to do that. Longer than practice, longer than studying, because I couldn't believe the traumas that they would send children through young people through, women through. And for us to turn around and celebrate their independence as if it was ours, to me, I feel like that's blasphemous almost. You know, it it feels so incredibly wrong. And I'm like, well, what about all of the atrocities that occurred? You know, during this speech, and I hope you take the time to listen to all of Frederick Douglass's speech, but during this speech, he lists, how can I be happy and celebrate in the middle of, and he lists all the injustices, the this, the that, and every word that he lists, we still got going on. It is still a problem. 
we are still struggling with these same injustices. So I need everyone to really begin, before you add your dollar into the 4th of July dollar, let's think about what that really means. Let's think about what your ancestors, you know, for those that understand ancestors and have ancestor reverence and and everything, let's think about what that would mean to them in all of the the hardships that they experience to have you willy-nilly celebrating the 4th of July, you know. And then I got those that will tell me, you know, seven, uh, we're not slaves anymore. You know, the 4th of July doesn't mean, um, it, it doesn't mean that I can celebrate independence on the 4th of July, and you can. It's just not your independence. So why not save that celebration for another day? You know, do we owe our ancestors remembrance of their poor treatment? Do we owe them respect and not jumping up and down and the first time you're invited to something that you're jumping into it, totally disregarding their thoughts, their feelings, their everything? How in the world can we go and say, oh, that was in the past, we don't have to worry about that, when we still have to remind people that black lives matter? You know, Black Lives Matter is an organization. It's also a statement. And for a lot of people, it's, it's way more than what this organization founded by these people doing this thing. No. It's so much more of a principle, it's a movement, it's a cause, it's an understanding that's not understood. So when we talk about celebrating the 4th of July, how can you celebrate when we don't have those benefits yet, when it hasn't transferred to us yet? Um, You know, one of my questions, and I'm going to open up the phone lines that I really need to know. Does everything we do have to be separate? You know, will there ever come a time and point where it will be everyone celebrating at once? Will will we ever have um, those moments where I can go and make have celebration without dishonoring my ancestors, without my spirits kicking up and saying, "Hey, what are you doing, little black girl?" Where are you going? Where do you think you're going? We weren't invited to that. I want to know, um, will there be a time and place where we can coexist peacefully? I want to know about Juneteenth. You know, Juneteenth is is the day that every... um, slave was supposed to be freed. And this came in two years after it was legally. So two and a half years, there were slaves still working because they hadn't gotten the information that they were free, one. And two, those that knew chose to disregard their rights their rights. 
by law. These are the right, you know, so it's not even a matter of, well, the law said, blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. The law, they were illegally maintaining slaves for two and a half years. I don't know if that is a good thing to celebrate, that they finally decided to listen to the law. So I, I really need some help in understanding what we're doing. I, I need to understand the difference between remembering, memorializing, and uh, celebrating, you know, because I, I don't know how any of this could really be done in a celebratory fashion, and we're all good with it, because I'm not good with it. I wasn't good with Juneteenth. I wasn't good at just partying over the idea that now finally my ancestors got to be treated as partial humans because they still had Jim Crow and everything else to try to keep them down. So I really have a hard time with the party hardy idea. I, I need some assistance with this. I need somebody to come and help me with this. I'm actually, if I can get Mama McKee and my other big mama house, you know, to press one, I would love to have her give me some more explanation. Um, someone else who's been in the field, someone else that has been a big part of our community understanding. You know, when you're creating community understanding, when you are, are teaching others about what it means to be a part, to be African American and in a community, you know, and so I know for a fact that this is, has held and put together functions to educate people about their own history, about their own culture, you know, has done so much to educate, educate people about natural food, natural everything, you know. And so it's like how do you go from educating people about where they've been and what what our future looks like without being disrespectful to the ones that died for our ability to do so. You know, I, I really need some help with this. So my, my, my dear sister, press one. Greetings, welcome to the show. Love and light, family. How are you? Struggling. <laughs> I am struggling. Words mm -hmm. of wisdom, share with me, please. <laughs> The struggle continues. Yes. It, it It is so true. And there are times when we feel we may have it all together and we have this concrete plan. But then when you go to share that information, you realize that some people are still stuck in that slave mentality. The mm -hmm. post-traumatic slave disorder is real. Very. It is real. Unfortunately, some people don't understand what it looks like right now, you know. Um, and it will take those of us that do know to share that information. Does it mean I'm going to share this information with a 1,000 people? No. It might just be two people. But then those two right. people can share with two people and more and more. And then as things come up in different events where we can provide additional knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as to where people are. Um, Absolutely. Will improve. We really do have to meet people where they are. I can't be angry mm -hmm. with you with ignorance because we're all ignorant about something. So um, I can deal with that. 
blatant stupidity, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother Big Mama show, really. But Look. as far as <laughs> ignorance, I can deal with that if you're willing to learn and get up out of it. We have a choice. We have a choice. And if we sit there and look for other people to continuously um, boost our self-esteem and all that kind of goodness, it's not going to happen. But we can turn right. around and encourage each other. We can turn around and we can see a brother and a sister. And, you know, I know this is a struggle for you right here, right now. Uh, but you you come from greatness. Let me explain to you what that greatness is. So having these different events, having these different gatherings, having the support groups, all of these other wonderful things, the mentoring um, programs, all of these different things that we're doing locally, it has its benefits. And some days it's just a little bit tougher than others, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. that mental illness is real. It's a real serious situation in our community. But uh, unfortunately, we weren't allowed to reap the benefits that other people that are not melanated did reap the benefits when they had those issues. So for those of us that are in the profession, we have to acknowledge that that is what that is and learn how to love people and guide them through that so that they can be the best version of themselves. We're not looking for perfection, (laughs) you know, but we are looking for Mm -mm. something. And there is something for everyone to do. And we spoke right. about that previously in multiple shows, you know. If, yes. it was your, if you were the person that watched the babies while the people went to work, then that was fine. Yes. Because everyone took care of the person that watched the babies. <laughs> you know, that's if right. you were the person that <laughs> on the weekend, you cooked, and that's how you got money into your household, and these other households didn't have to cook, they were able to get a little break, then that was your role. Yes. So we have yes. to figure out those roles again. We, you know, we don't need permission to take care of each other. We don't need permission to take care of our community. We don't need permission to just clean up behind ourselves. You know, yep. I remember it was a lot of um, the block parties and all that kind of stuff. Someone from outside the neighborhood yes. didn't come in and make a move. Not over here you can because there was pride there. So we have to get That's back right. to those little things. And enjoying the wisdom and stuff that's in the community with our elders and being respectful of all those things. It's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just a yeah. lot of stuff that we got to the point where, as the old folks would say, you know, you got a little too big for your britches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I'm going need, yeah. to need y'all to remember some of those old sayings, you know. Um, yes. Remember those uncles that that did those things. They weren't perfect, but they came with that knowledge and that wisdom. They they showed the young people the trades. I mean, some of these kids, if you had to check your oil, they can't tell you nothing. Okay. <laughs> Change your tire. Okay. You know, so it's like those basic skills that we felt we were becoming too good for. We really need to get back yes. to those things. Yes. And, yes. Uh, so it's and, so many and we have to get things. back to them. We have to get back to them because we need them. You know what I'm saying? These weren't privileged. You know, I don't know when we started, you know, looking at one job as higher or, or cooler than the next. And, and you know, I think what happened is we started putting money. Money became God. Money became the ruler mm-hmm. in which we put everything on. And so 
If something got paid a lot of money, we valued it a lot. And if something made little money, then we valued it little. But that's not true. Those, those are not our standards. So you have to understand when it comes to um, a colonized mindset and everything else like that, that a lot of the values and the way that we go about things are not from us. They're not from us. They're not for us. They don't work in our communities. And so understanding that is true. You know, one thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, we had a conversation, I think it was maybe a week ago, and uh, Chairman Yanga was on the line, and he said, you know, so many times black people need white approval for them to feel comfortable like this is okay, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I really, when he said it, I didn't appreciate it, okay. I was like, wait a minute. But at the same time, <laughs> I know that to be a fact, you know, because Juneteenth, that was 1865. And and I've been a part of a lot of Juneteenth celebrations and trying to organize and everything else like that. That's my thing. I love it. But I didn't see all this hoopla, hoopla, hoopla and until, um, unfortunately, until Trump said, hey, let's make this a holiday. Let's give them a token. Let's, let's give them something. And out popped Juneteenth. I have never heard a white person talk about Juneteenth. I never seen all these memes. I never seen all this activity and action. All of a sudden, Trump says it, and it's gold. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know lots of grassroots community that have been working on Juneteenth as far as I can remember. But now, because the, the is, is made publicly okay to say Juneteenth and publicly okay to celebrate it, now it's a good thing. You know, I, I question that. And I understand that, but we also have to look at the fact that if the grassroots organizations were not doing what they were doing, then there will be no need for other people on a so-called different level to even know about it. So we have to give right. credit to those grassroots organizations because somewhere, yeah. somehow, you touch someone to put them yeah. on alert that this is important. And yeah. I understand the frustration. Oh my God! I know you do, because <laughs> we're always doing something. And just like we, as we've discussed before, for some people, if this is what it took in order for you to become passionate about something, get thanks and praise, yay! Amen. But please yeah. also understand that there have been people who've had this passion all along, and they've been working That's right. all along. So you might be new That's to right. this, but baby, we're true to this. It's always been the same. That's right. So that's right. Again, that and then you know us to where they are. Right. So this is your little and and, and you know I question. I was like, wait a minute, how are you not going to celebrate the King holiday, which is supposed to be a national holiday by law, but then all of a sudden Juneteenth pop up and, and that's all good because of all of the protests and everything else like that. So I'm like. I don't question what they'll give you. You know what I'm saying? They never gave us anything. So why are you just accepting that, you know? Or they gave us some stuff. They gave us some mental illness. They gave us some depression. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, they gave us broken families. They incarcerated yeah. our men and killed the brothers. They they gave us yeah. a whole lot of stuff. We just have to acknowledge that that's yeah. what you were giving. That's your wonderful parting gift. Then what are you going to do yeah. with it? 
And we have to yeah. figure out ways to channel that energy and make it something positive. And we're doing yeah. that every day. You know, some yeah. people move slower than others, but baby steps and, are still yeah. moving. And, just like and, and that's the struggle. Before, you can do is give up 2%. I'd rather take your 2% than for you to dedicate 82% knowing you're only giving 2%. So if everyone does that's it right. those 2%, I mean, we will see moves, and we're, we're seeing moves now um, yes. with all the things that we've already been doing. And if this, these unfortunate situations are sparking other people, for them to get passionate, for them to listen to a show, for them to become a part of a movement, for them to do something other than be a couch potato, get thanks and praise. Yeah. It's about yeah. next, yeah. you know, now let's, Amen. let's make Amen. it happen. Yeah, yeah. I was looking through some quotes, and one of the Frederick Douglass quotes that I saw that I love, if there's no struggle, then there's no progress. Amen. Look, this is where we are. We have to struggle. You know, we have to fight. You you have, you have can't lay down. You can't. That couch potato, the couch is killing you. And I'm going to tell you what goes on the couch, all right? So it's not like they're just sitting you on the couch. They're sitting you on a couch in front of a video game um, with some weed, and you are zoned out. You are out for the count. You ain't doing nothing. That's all day, all weekend. And for some people, day after day after day, they don't even get to the weekend part. So we have to get out of that, okay? That's what we got to fight. That's what we got to fight. The whole pacifying system, the system that they have in place to make our people um irrelevant to the point where they got elections going on and they don't feel like they even have to talk to you because you don't even have enough votes to make it important enough for them to discuss these topics right here. Mm-hmm. So and I, we have I got to get out of that. Yeah, I understand then, exactly where you are. You know, I said I understand where you are with that, but for those that are herbalists, who actually take that and channel it into something positive, you're not in that same category as the couch potatoes. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, no, so no. if you're not letting it pacify you, if you're exactly. not letting it pacify you, then I don't have no problem with it. I mean, I know people that are zoned out. I'm like, hello, is the light on anymore? So, no, no. If you Work hard, play hard. I don't have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But and play, play, like, play, 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 that don't work. You know, and then we have to look at other things, which are feeding your soul. So you, you're Amen. doing the video games. You're, you're doing um, the disrespectful records. You're doing all these different things yes. that are constantly degrading. You know, when hip hop came out, it, it was really that, oh my let's God. come together, let's do these positive stuff, yeah. you know. Yep. You know, fight the power, yep. all these kind of different things that were out there. And you saw people yep. mobilizing. You saw people determined to do something. You saw people yep. taking care of their community, taking care of their loved ones, doing what we do as a village, you know, and yeah. then someone figured out a way to manipulate. Let me pull this one out and make this person yep. all of these wonderful things. And and yep. then now you have another generation that feels in order to be successful, I have to be out here and be disrespectful. I have to be naked. I have to be this yep. and saying all this to myself. But you, you're feeding your soul things that they, it should not yes, be taken are. in. You yes, know, you, you, you wake up to that, you go to sleep to that, and there's no balance. 
you know. There's no praise and worship songs nowhere in your day because you really, you know, booty slapping all day long. (laughs) There's no room for you to have meditation or anything else because you're busy doing this all day long. So it's not the balance is, you know, and we could think back to some of the songs, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we did dance today. That was kind of funny, but we also had A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. So, yeah, we had that, but we had all these other things to balance it out. And, unfortunately, people are flooded with just the negative part, and they don't have the balance, yes. and they're not actively working towards achieving the balance because that negative part is so overwhelming. So it, yes. it does take us having these type of conversations. It does take us making some people uncomfortable with, with where they are to do something a little bit better. Let me let me tell you about uncomfortable. Um, my chief of staff wore, you know, when I was just beginning, I can't even remember when. It was a while ago. But he said, uh, you know, the African-American people have become domesticated. And when he said those words, I heard it echoed in my ears. I said, wait a minute. You're not going to call me domesticated. A domesticated means, oh, well, wait a minute. Well, domesticated means, oh, yeah, wait a mm-hmm. minute. Domestication yeah. is, you know, the pacification of a person and, a depend- and developing a dependency on this other person. And and when it was broken down, as offended as I was, um, I, I had to really see truly where my people are, you know what I'm saying, and how much we are giving in to that. And that brainwashing, I do believe, is in the music. I believe we've become desensitized to violence with all the video games that are going on. Um, I think that we have... Um, we're lacking our family values just because of the systematic approach of removing the men away from the family and then creating the illusion of power with the African-American woman. And so, you know, it is 100% an intentional destruction. And part of the 10-point platform is, you know, wanting the freedom to evolve in my natural state without hindrance from this other person. So it's like allow us to evolve in the way, in the natural order of our own evolution without you trying to come and derail it. And that's what's not happening. We're not getting the chance to evolve naturally. We're not getting the opportunity to to be ourselves and, and to create our own, our own anything without it coming back and being torn down or bombed or whatever. You know, we are, we're, we're facing, we're facing um, outside external influences that are intentionally quintel intentionally trying to pull us off our mark. And, and, and so we're fighting our learning curve. We're fighting generations of, of a poverty, not just poverty, but a poverty mindset. We're fighting, uh-huh. you know, the generations of um, drug and drug influence. We we are really battling some real battles, and it's stacked against us. So That's when I say it takes, it takes so much to be black in America, when do we have time to do these celebrating stuff? 
you know. <laughs> you know, back, back to my 4th of July celebration, I got a problem with this, you know. And everybody who knows me knows all I want to do is work. I'm still working on balance, okay. I, I got the opposite. I, I'm not going to stop working. So I'm working on my balance, and I'm working on trying to create ways that I can, you know, don't have to be at 10, 100% of the time. At the same time, we're behind, and I feel that. In my spirit, I feel that. So it's like how do we work to get past that, that part right there? Okay. That was a lot. <laughs> okay. And there are okay. various instances in history where we did do that. And so we have Black Wall Street um, and so many other times. And what they did was they came in and they destroyed it. It would be nice to say, yeah. just leave us alone and, and we got this. But when we did, look what happened. You know, Rosewood, yeah. all kinds of different things. And we've always had that entrepreneurial spirit and the ability to make it happen with little to nothing, and we know how to do that. And unfortunately, when we are given that opportunity to really kick it up a notch, and we've done that in the past, we've had some very horrible situations happen. So it has made some people, as you say, domesticated. Yeah. Because they don't want to go through it again, you know, but it's just the reality of what has happened. And we have a yeah. choice to do better, to to educate, to learn. But people do have to realize um, that there's a problem. Think about you know, you know what? what I think that's the she first problem. A whole lot more people if they would have realized that they were enslaved. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't know. Now think about that. That that is utterly ridiculous. That what do you mean yeah. if you realize what about this makes you think it's okay? You know what I'm saying? What about this is making you the think that this is how yeah. you should be? Yeah. But but when I think about just like the housing market, and the housing market is really concerning to me because I'm concerned about my people's when this rent stuff comes due, okay? So what how come more of us don't own our own houses or multiple houses? How come more of us don't have don't have an extra bed in your house for family that might need? You know, how come, how did we get so individualized that big mom is in a nursing home rather than in our home, helping us while we're helping her? You know, how is it that, you know, these are problems, this is not poverty seeking. These are people that have a little bit of money but have chosen to spend it on, you know, whatever, flashy cars, 15,000 shoes. I don't know what you're spending the money on, but I know it's not being spent in your community. I know it's not spent building your own self up and getting your own self established so that you don't have to worry about no housing crises, so that you can be part of the help. Because when the housing crisis hits, and it's going to hit real soon, family, I, I say it, there are going to be two people, people that can help and people that need help. And I don't have enough people over in the can help section. Everybody is in the needs help section. So how, where is this black dollar coming in at? Where is our community at? Big Mama's House is, is based on and founded on a community principle 
of being that matriarch in the family, in our community. Big Mama wasn't necessarily related to you. She just cared about you. She just she just liked your mama, therefore she liked you. So, you know, how do That's we get true. back to those principles? You know what I'm saying? It's going to take those of us that know to actually practice what we preach. We really do. I said it. I stepped on some toes. I don't care. We really have to practice what we preach. Yeah. I think that's the only answer. And I think once we get to that, we'll realize that more people actually know what they know. You know, see, we got some blondes out here. We got some people that are black, and they look like they're black, but they're really blonde, okay? We got to work on it because people want to act like they don't know. People want to act like their parents weren't Garveyites, weren't part of the UNIA, weren't part of the Ross community here and there, weren't part. People want to act like they don't know. They do know. And they act like they don't know what community is. They do know what community is. They were raised in that community. At one point in time, that community saved your butt. So it's like, how come now when you got a little something, something, you don't want to share, and you you trying to be an individual, and that's not even an African principle. You know what I'm saying? That's not even how we're supposed to operate with each other. It takes a village, and that's how we're supposed to be functioning. But our village, Amen. you know, infiltrated so many times from the inside out. Ooh. Yeah, we have to be real. Yeah. We have to, we have to touch these real topics. Some some things happen. Some people took yeah. some of the stuff on the outside and bought it in the house and made instead yeah. of that house remaining the safe haven that everyone can come to, yeah. there was some destruction, disruption, yeah. you know. So uh, it's up to yeah. the big mamas, as you said it, to set the atmosphere. I tell the sisters all the time, you set the atmosphere to your house. So if you want yeah. peace in your house, you have to figure out a way to make it peaceful, make it smell good, put the relaxing music on Get them pots going. Whatever you got to do to make your house, your home peaceful, you set the atmosphere for that. Yeah. yeah. And that will, that will yeah. invite people. My mother's, my parents' home, that was neutral territory. You could have been fighting two doors down and across the street, <laughs> but the moment you came over there, you got something to eat, you, get, you got to wash and change your clothes, and that was that. There was no. You couldn't even raise your voice over there because that was no true territory. Yep. You have to get yep. those spots back. I'm not even gonna tell you, you that until I know that your immediate needs are met. You're safe. You're not bleeding. Go yep. wash up. Come eat. Yep. If you need to take yep. a nap, you do all of it, and then we'll work on resolving the issue later. But we yeah. had those spots in our community that we can go and yeah. do that. And we didn't have to worry about people running off with their jibber-jabbers. But you got to also realize with this generation, you know, back in the day we can have a fight and people didn't know until two weeks later. Oh, remember I had a fight with her? I didn't know. Now you you get a little complication. I mean, somebody in another country World got star. something to say. Don't say jibber-jabbers and don't know you. You know? Are, you know, Facebook has made everything public knowledge, okay? There aren't any more private conversations. There aren't any more Mm-mm. private thoughts. People run people run to Facebook before they run to God. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what about Say it again. God? They want to put a person. 
Please. Right. Let me be. What happened? Happened. What happened to letting God know? You know, what happened to that? Yeah. Yeah. And then then when you have situations, then you're like, well, how did they? You put your whole life out there. You put your whole life out there. Yeah. Your whole life out there as if you were that important. And then you didn't invest in your home, which is important. Yes. 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 So on this Fourth of July, let let's let's because you know me and you we we're solution oriented. We don't play around, okay? We're not going we're not going to just talk about the problem. We got to also talk about some solutions because that that's how big mamas work, okay? When you leave, you're going to have a plan, okay? You need a plan. So um, the plan is how how about we spend today doing some education with our children? Is that fair? Is it is it fair to say that? You know, my neighbor, like I said, he's been doing an hour of of fireworks every night. I need to do at least an hour. Every time I hear his firecrackers go off, I need to be finding something to educate my child on, period. Can we agree to that? You know what I'm saying? Rather than being frustrated at his ignorance, towards the, the strife that they put our ancestors through, mm-hmm. I'm going to use it as a, a timer, almost as, a, as a, um, a reminder for me to sow into, further sow into my child. I'm going to do that, you know. that That's one solution for me. Mm-hmm. And sowing good seeds, I think that's a really good solution. Take the time to check in on the elder. Yeah. Okay. All right, look, now, see, I started this with two sheets of paper, so I'm still continuing. All right, so one, (laughs) you know, one, we're going to use the firecrackers as a reminder, okay? (laughs) The reminder. All right, number Mm -hmm. two, check on an elder. Mm -hmm. Be it a phone call, be it a visit, check on them if they need something to eat. You know, provide it. You know, yeah. I also think because of the way society is, with a lot of us not having certain days off, that when these holidays come up, we we kind of fall into certain things because that's the only time we get to really spend with family. Right. Um. So right. recognize that that's what it is. And if you want to call it family time, and that's what you're doing, you want to spend time with family. Yeah. Fine. You know, but like you said, within that. Take some time to educate. Take, take some time to check on the elders. Yeah. Take some time to and look, figure family, out something. To let me tell you this. About elders, elders don't text. Don't text an elder. Okay? Don't say that you text her and that one you're texting. Call. Go by their call. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? If she talks your head off, that's because you ain't called all year. So, you know, call, check on it. Listen to a war story or, or two. If you got some vets in your family, understand the contradiction that this day presents for them. Because that means yeah. there was a day in time that they stood in the middle of a battle or were willing to and to fight for mm-hmm. a country that doesn't recognize them. Understand the mind and what that does to the mind, Okay. And so take some time if you know a military person, period, because that didn't just start, you know, that, and it hasn't ended. Mm-hmm. 
they still treat our military like trash. They still got to fight mm-hmm. for their awards. They still, there's less and less African-American leadership as you go up the ranks in each of the military organizations. You know, some military organizations are still very, very segregated, okay? So I, I, I want to add as number three, you know, think about our military people and, and try to be try to be understanding. You know, one thing I like that you said, Nikita, about three times, and I know you were talking to me, and I'm, I'm like, I hear you, but, you know, okay. You said, <laughs> you said, yeah, get people where they're at. And I'm like, yeah, but they should be here. And I get it. I get it. And you said, okay, yeah, that's a great reason because we got to get people where they at. And I'm like, where they at yeah. needs to be on my level. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm glad you realized I was talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not it. just talking. I got it. I'm talking to everyone because we really have to meet people where they are and build them up. Yeah. And you know, come on, yeah. come with me across the street and learn something. Come with me down the block yeah. and learn something. So I mean, you gave yeah. people three wonderful things um, that they could do. One of the things um, with our institute is we have a bridge in the gap program. When you want, I want the young people to interview the elders. So. We Amen. can use your technology yes. and all that kind of stuff. See if you can record them. You know, let them That's tell right. their story in their words. You know, I mean, right. I almost crashed my car when I heard my mother say she picked cotton. And I yeah. was like, okay. And she was like, wait, okay. wait, you okay? And I was like, um, really, I'm not. Let me pull over because I had a moment. But then when I had to really yeah. think about her age and everything that was going on, I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then when you talked about, when the um, how can I say when the start of slavery for a child it really began when they were just old enough to do this and this do yes. that and they did little errands yes. and then it became big errands and bigger errands so they didn't yes. know that that was enslavement even when she said something to me about you know it was just it was so pretty so we got to play in yes. it it wasn't until she yes. was older that she realized hell to the law. But at that yes. time, it was fun. It was something they got to do like the bigger kids. Yep. And yep. It, it really, it, it, I had a moment with it, but I had to I, understand I yeah. what she went through and yeah. all all these different things. It, it gave me a different level of respect for her because I also Amen. knew she had to sacrifice at a certain age and let certain things go for herself because she had to work for the family. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to the mm-hmm. community piece. You know, everyone mm-hmm. had a role and everyone had something to do. Everyone so had a role. We all should be doing everyone had something to do. Every, you know, I, I hate to tell y'all this, in slavery, everyone had a role. Everyone had something to do. Somebody grew the food. Someone picked the food. Someone cooked the food. You know, someone, I mean, they. we weren't just, you know, field hands. We weren't just, a, we were everywhere. That was the problem. The answer is the same. We have to be everywhere. We have to be willing to do anything and everything to get past these places and spaces right now, Okay. 
So it's, it's not like we can't get comfortable in having a black military and that's it. That's not that's not the beginning, it's not the middle, and it's not the end. That's a piece of a puzzle, a huge puzzle, okay? You know, we can't just focus on education, you know. Great, I love education. We need to be spending more time and energy with our young people in education. We need to be reforming education as far as I'm concerned. All of that, but understanding as much time and energy as I could put into that that's still just a piece of the puzzle. The puzzle is so entrenched within our DNA that it's going to take all parties working together, meeting people where they are, but evolving them out of this domestication. And we have to, in the words of Chief, start trying to outpace pace of oppression. You know, right? understanding we're behind the learning curve, we have to work harder to get past the learning curve and the, the present pace of all of the crazy that's coming. So it's a challenge, and I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but I got to get your brain thinking, okay? We can't get comfortable with hanging out with our sparklers. And as beautiful as they try to make the 4th of July to be and the, bot, the rockets, red blare, bombs bursting in air, all of the, it's real, it happened, it's passionate, but that was not our story. And so it's not that we can't enjoy their story, we just have to recognize that their story did not include us. And so we have to begin to find and to put energy and resources in the stories that did include us and the stories that do empower us and empower our community. If those rocket sales don't go back into your community, don't spend that money like that. Don't do it. Um, Big Mama Makita, I only programmed this for an hour. I did not want to take up a large part of anyone's day. I just wanted to plant some seeds of thought into people as they're going about this day as we're going about the 4th of July and understanding what it's like to be black in America during the 4th of July. I wanted to plant some seeds in there. Um, are there any words you'd like to say as we're wrapping up the program? Your, your two minutes of thought. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't believe you planted seeds. I think you planted a forest. But okay, <laughs> say little seeds. Uh, a very needed conversation, and thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of the conversation. And again, I'll do what I always do, which is on the grassroots level, just meet people where they are and bring them mm-hmm. forward and help them to uncover, you know, what their hidden talent is. And if this is what you can do, and this is who you can reach, this is your your reachable population, then let's talk at that population and flood them with all this good information and stuff that they need. So Amen. thank you I love for allowing me to be part of it. I, I, I greatly appreciate your insight. As a panther, as a mother, as a community activist, as one who runs community programs, I appreciate the time and energy that you put into everything that you do when it comes to the Panthers, when it comes to the People's Black Panther Party. And I encourage everyone, look into the archives. Go back through 
the People's Black Panther Facebook page. Check out some shows. Spend this time educating yourself rather than getting caught up in the hoopla, okay? Don't let them whitewash your ancestors' history. So I'm going to greet you. All power to the people and black power. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.